Welcome to another episode of Faithful Witnesses, a podcast by St. Andrew's Episcopal Church. I am very excited to tell you that our diocesan bishop, Bishop Eugene Taylor Sutton, will be visiting St. Andrew's on September 8th. By canon law, every three years, a bishop will come to our parish, and we are so excited that it will be on Sunday, Sunday which is September 8th, as I just said. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to get to know Bishop Sutton better, to worship together, and to share our hopes and dreams about St. Andrews and the church as a whole. So to prepare us for his visit, I wanted to do a teaching about the different roles of the Episcopal Church. So there are four main roles of the Episcopal Church. The first one is the laity. The second one is a deacon. The third is a priest. And the fourth is a bishop. So we're going to go through each one and talk a little bit about what each one is and how you get to become each one of them. And I'm going to share a little bit more about Bishop Sutton because I have known him for quite some time. So the first one we're going to talk about is the laity. Now the word laity is Greek for the word people. And basically it is all those who are baptized. So every person who is baptized is a lay minister. Okay, I am a lay minister. I am a baptized person and I am not ordained. So according to the Episcopal Church website, Um, This ministry is exercised through the gathered and scattered church. And I really like these two terms. So the gathered church is when we meet together as a church community in different ways of ministry, right? So church committees and vestry and youth leaders, those are all lay ministry in the gathered church. The other one is the scattered church which I have to do a little bit more thinking on that term, but I think I really like it. And basically that means Christian ministry that you do in your home or in your workplace and all the many places where there are opportunities to live out your Christian faith. And that's what the laity is responsible for. Also, fun fact, even if you become ordained a deacon or a bishop or a priest, you never stop being part of the laity. Okay, so you are always part of the laity, even if you get ordained to a different role. I have worked in the church for over 10 years, and many people ask me, so when are you going to get ordained? When This is great that you're doing this, but when are you going to go to seminary? When are you going to get ordained? And my response to that is always, I am not called at this time to be an ordained person. I truly feel that I am called to serve God's church as a lay leader. It is part of my vocation to show children and young people and even adults that they can make a big difference and a big impact in God's church without being ordained. You don't need to be ordained to make a difference, to teach 
and to work and to change lives and to live out your Christian faith. So as of right now, you never know what's in God's plan, but as of right now, I am not called to be an ordained person. I am called to be a lay minister in God's church. There are people who feel that they are called to be ordained in the Episcopal Church. So there are three roles of ordained ministry, deacon, priest, and bishop. Now, all of these are ordained ministry, and we're going to go into what that means. But it, you become any one of these roles after very careful selection, discernment, and preparation. And it is important to remember that none of this discernment or preparation is done on your own. There are committees of people when you're first starting out to help you really discern whether this is God's call for you to be an ordained minister. In there, sometimes a seminary um, is different educational and formational programs that you have to go through depending on your diocese. But it's important to know that this is not, in the Episcopal Church, you don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a priest, and then you go out and get ordained. That's not how it works in the Episcopal Church. It is a communal decision. So let's talk about a deacon. So the deacons uh, assist priests, and they are responsible of ministering in Christ's name to the poor, the sick, the suffering, and the helpless. Fun fact, there are two types of deacons. There is a transitional deacon and a vocational deacon. Okay, here's what those means. A transitional deacon, before you are ordained or priest, you have to be a deacon for a certain amount of time. So you are first ordained a deacon, a transitional deacon. You live as a deacon for a certain amount of time, and then you are ordained a priest. That's one track. The other track is to be a vocational deacon, which means you are ordained as a deacon, and that is your call, is to be a deacon in the Episcopal Church, and it is a lifelong vocation. Now, when you get ordained a deacon, um, a bishop is the only person who can ordain someone. But for each role, it's a little bit different. So for deacon, only a bishop is the one who puts their hands on you to ordain. That's different for the other two, so listen for the differences. In the Diocese of Maryland, deacons are also assigned to congregations. So unlike when a priest is called to a congregation, a deacon is assigned by the bishop to serve a particular congregation for a particular amount of time. Ed Scott is our deacon right now here at St. Andrews, and we are very blessed to have him. He is very involved in our outreach ministries, our ministry with Church of Guardian Angel, backpacks, Thanksgiving dinner, and um, he's also very involved in our Strong Schools Maryland ministry. So he spends some of his time doing outreach. 
It is also part of the deacon's role when serving during worship and communion to set the table. It is more of a serving role. They set the table for communion. So next time you come to church, kind of zone in on that. They set the table and also their primary role is to proclaim the gospel. So pay attention to those next time you're at worship. All right. So the next ordained ministry we're going to talk about is that of a priest. The word priest comes from the Greek word presbyteros, which means elder. And the official role of a priest is to represent Christ and his church, to pastor to the people, proclaim the gospel, administer sacraments, and bless and declare pardon, which is all well and good. I also have a really handy way to remember this, and it's called ABC. The things that priests can do are A, absolution after confession, B, baptize people, and C, give communion. So that's an, a simpler way to remember. The three things that priests, only priests can do, bishops can do them too, but deacons cannot give absolution, baptism, or communion. That's, that's a priest role. Now, when a priest is ordained, a bishop also does that by laying hands on a priest, but then there are many other priests present at the ordination that also lays their hand on the person who's being ordained a priest. So it's the bishop and other priests who are present as a consent and support of their ordination. Okay. Dina has been serving as St. Andrew's priest for 10 years. Um, and we are very blessed to have her. She is the head of worship and the guiding mm -hmm. visionary for St. Andrews. She does um, work in tandem with our vestry, who is our governing board. The vestry is the one who calls a priest to a church. In the Episcopal Church, a priest is not assigned a church by a bishop. A vestry or governing board in the church made up of laity is formed in a church and they are the ones who call a priest. There is a process that you go through um, where a vestry and a priest um, come together and they decide whether this would be a good fit for the church. So our St. Andrew's Vestry called Dina 10 years ago and she's been with us and it's been wonderful. I have had the honor of working with her for the last seven years, almost eight. And she is the one who um, is our primary pastor. She is the one who preaches on Sunday and um, gives communion um, and is the voice of which the Spirit works through in St. Andrews. All right, we have finally made it to bishop. Laity, deacon, priest, and now bishop. Now, there are four things that a bishop can do that a priest cannot do. They are confirmation, reception, reaffirmation, and ordination. 
so they can confirm someone into the Episcopal Church. That usually happens here at St. Andrews after they come back from pilgrimage. We usually go to the cathedral in Baltimore and Bishop Sutton confirms you, which is um, an adult decision that you have decided to confirm your commitment to the Episcopal Church. Also reception, where if you were confirmed or baptized in another Christian tradition, maybe Baptist or Methodist, and you would like to be received into the Episcopal Church, the bishop does that. Reaffirmation is if you want to reaffirm your faith, that you were baptized, confirmed, and now you would like to reaffirm your faith. And then ordination. A bishop is the only person who can ordain other people, right? A deacon, priest has to be ordained by a bishop. Now, fun fact, a bishop has to be ordained by the presiding bishop, which is the bishop who presides over all the other bishops, which right now is presiding bishop Michael Curry, who's fabulous. I hope you have heard some of the things that he said about different things on our Facebook and stuff. So you need the presiding bishop plus three other bishops to lay hands to ordain someone as bishop. So that's a fun fact. I think it's a fun fact because I'm a church nerd, but what are you going to do? So a bishop is elected by diocesan convention. Our diocesan convention here in Maryland meets every year in May. And in 2008, the diocesan convention elected Bishop Sutton to be our bishop. There is an actual election process that happens at convention and with ballots and representatives from the different congregations. And then at the end of that, you have a bishop. Once a bishop is elected, um, if they are not ordained a bishop already, then they are ordained a bishop and then they are consecrated. That means they are consecrated into a specific diocese. Um, and it is quite the worship. I was lucky enough when Bishop Rab was consecrated a long time ago. Um, it was held in this huge um, gym somewhere. I'm not sure where it was. I was like six and I was very honored. I got to carry a smoking thurible, which is like the church thing that admits smoke. And I got to wear really pretty white gloves. It was a big deal. I remember being very nervous. So when you consecrate a bishop, it is quite the celebration. It is very exciting. Another fun fact, a diocese, okay, which is a group of churches. Currently, we are in the Diocese of Maryland. Okay, the Diocese of Maryland is consists of uh, over 100 congregations and 23 schools in 10 counties of Maryland. It is not the whole state of Maryland. The Eastern Shore is its own diocese, and there's parts of Southern Maryland around D.C. that are part of the Diocese of Washington, D.C. So our Diocese of Maryland, like I said, over 100 congregations, 23 schools, 10 counties, all the way out to Western Maryland, all the way to the Bay Bridge, and then south some ways. I'm not really sure where the cutoff is. 
has Bishop Sutton as their Bishop Diocesan, is what it's called. You may also have an assisting bishop or a suffragan bishop. The difference is a suffragan bishop is elected and an assisting bishop is appointed by the bishop. So uh, recently we had Bishop Chilton Knudsen, who was an assisting bishop, and she retired. So we'll see what's in store for us if we, over the next couple years, um, if we decide to get a suffragan bishop or an assisting bishop. But right now we just have one, which is Bishop Sutton. I've had the honor of working with and knowing Bishop Sutton for a long time, since he's been elected in 2008. And I'm very proud that he is our bishop. He is nat nationally known for his commitment to nonviolence, his commitment to reconciliation, and to the environment. He recently um, testified for a House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil, civil Liberties for the H.R. 40 bill, which calls, calls for a commission to be set up to address the fundamental injustice, cruelty, brutality, and inhumanity of slavery in the United States and in the 13 American colonies. So I'm very proud that he is our bishop. I've also attended a number of youth events with him, and I know that he is an amazing guitar player. And... Um, has a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with him at youth events, and I'm very excited to be with him in worship at St. Andrews. So, as a reminder, he is coming on September 8th. He will be here for Sunday, Sunday, and we are very excited that we will have ice cream Sundays for the whole congregation that day. Usually it's just for the kids and the youth, but this year we're pulling out all the stops. Ice cream Sundays for everyone. It's going to be very excited. If you want to just come for the ice cream Sundays, Bishop Sutton will be a bonus for you. And I look forward to seeing you all on September 8th. If you want to find out more about um, the laity, deacon, priest, bishop roles in the Episcopal Church, I encourage you to go to the episcopalchurch.org website. They have a glossary there which goes into much more detail about the Episcopal Church and the different roles in it. So I encourage you to look that up. I'll see you in September.